Now tuning in to Earbud Media, audio for everyone. regrets that I had when we traveled back to Portland for the holidays was I had I don't know when I did it I uninstalled that like ham app and (laughs) I ate so much ham over the break when I was seeing Uh my family and every time I just kept saying ham when I could have been (laughs) pressing the button and I've never regretted anything more yeah that's a bad move you remember when we used to use that in the podcast yeah I (laughs) I remember when you used to use it. <laughs> Man, those are the days. I'm trying to figure out why you would uninstall it because it's not like it's a very thick app in terms of like data and storage. <laughs> like it does two things. I was just trying to show restraint. <laughs> if I can't see it, then I won't use it. Sure. I think your your students would like it though if you just I brought it up one time. I tried, and they didn't like it. Oh, that sucks. I was, I remember trying it once, and they were like, Miss Johnson, please stop. You're embarrassing us. And that was like a week into the school year, and I wanted to quit. (laughs) I love how you're like, all right, here's a cool first impression I'm going to make with my kids. (laughs) Ham. Listen... (laughs) You have to try everything with middle schoolers, okay? <laughs> I guess, yeah, you're right. You never know what might work. I can't believe this is our last episode. Period. Period. <laughs> it's over. I, this is the last one that's coming out of 2018, right? Yeah. yeah. Holy shit. Um, yeah, it'll be the, the 31st this comes out. Holy shit. New Year's Eve. So, get your champagne... Get your smooches. Get your... Well, I don't know. Do people use, like, spark... Yeah, people use sparklers on New Year's Eve. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, this will be coming out at, like, 8 a.m., so, like, chill. But... Right. I mean, <laughs> you do you, I guess. <laughs> chill. Um, yeah. Holy shit. Yeah, that's wild. I keep forgetting that 2019 starts on a Tuesday, which, like, God, fuck. Um... <laughs> But hot damn. Cody, how the hell? How dare the year start on a Tuesday? I know. How are you going to start your 2019? That's a good question. Who knows? Mm. Probably covered in glitter. I mean, that's just a little drunk. Every day. Yeah, yes. But like festive. (laughs) Celebratory. Is there a difference between regular glitter and celebratory glitter? I think it's the amount, because I think the, mm. the regular amount of glitter is, like, a little here and there. A celebratory amount of glitter is, like, I'm bathing in it, baby. Okay. I'm just in that fucking pool. Let's go. Okay. All right. That's fair. <laughs> what about you, my dude? Um, I am going to be headed downtown to Ooh. hang out with friends of the pod, um, Crunch. Crunch! 
and Rube. Wow. And the dynamic duo. Yes. Yep. The fellow Twihards. Um <laughs> and I actually have no idea what we're doing, but other than I know that we are supposed to bring our Switch, so we're playing hopefully some Smash and Mario Kart and things like that to ring in well, the new year. I hope you smash them and smash. Yep. So just to like instill the podcast dominance. <laughs> yeah. So I will be covered in cat hair, hopefully. Yeah. That is the current plan. Yeah, that's a good plan. Yes. Um, so welcome to Into the Twilight. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. This is your local... Yep, that's what I'm going to go with today. Um, <laughs> your choice. local yeah. trashy pod. Um, yeah. Which you... Everything's local on the internet, you know? Yep. Um, which has been your home to content for 20 gay teen. But yes. I think, I will speak for myself, but hopefully Cody will agree that we, <laughs> this is New Year's Eve when you were listening to this, um, that we are pleased to announce that this is now going to be your home for content for 20 by teen. Hell yeah. Let's go. <laughs> Let's go. Let's go. Um, and boy, do we have some fantastic drama and news for you this <sighs> week to continue that. What's so good about this is that we can still talk about Kristen Stewart. I know. <laughs> 20 by teen. <laughs> so yep. It never, it's perfect. It's a perfect formula. Yep. Every identity <laughs> we could put, we could rhyme with the year and we can still talk about Kristen Stewart. Yep. She is never changing and always relevant and it yeah. works out perfectly. She transcends all genders and identities. Yes. Um, so one thing to kind of take you behind the bit for today <laughs> is, one, we are recording this in the afternoon, which never happens. It's a weird energy it is. that's happening right now. I feel like for some reason, and I don't drink, but I feel like I need a drink for some reason. <laughs> and I don't know if that's like the holiday energy or just sure. like I need a mid-afternoon something. But again, I don't drink, so I don't know why that is the... Also, it's noon. It's not mid <laughs> I know. It's just the the vibe that I'm getting from this yeah. pod today. But to take you behind the bit a little bit, this morning when I was preparing our podcast notes, one of my lovely cats, uh, Holly, who is a, a demon wrapped up in fur, um, I love her so, but she terrifies me to no end um <laughs> is one of her favorite things that will get her to be near me is a heated blanket which I need at all times during the winter she was wrapped up in it one of the things that she loves to do whenever I'm working on my laptop is to directly sit her ass right on it and then just use her little paws to pretend like she's working on her la my laptop with me her laptop what the yeah. fuck um and so I kept trying to get her off it by, like, tilting it, um, which screwed up our Google Doc so much. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and so I don't know what it is about it. Like, the heated blanket is plenty warm, but she loves to, like, if I fits, I sits on this thing. 
So (laughs) I made the mistake once of getting up to fill up my water and she sat on my laptop again because she's a hellion. And I get back and I see that instead of being on my Google Doc, she has moved over to the other tab of Twitter. (laughs) And I know that you all can't see this, but Cody can because I've inserted a screen grab of it. She had Uh started a tweet. And the tweet, perfectly, like, grammatically correct, is, in quotes, (laughs) Black Mirror. What Allie is doing right now is lying to all of you. (laughs) I'm, I was legitimately spooked, folks. I'm terrified of my cat. I refuse to believe this. I, I swear on everything that is holy, (laughs) I cannot make this up. It scared think, the shit I think out Allie of me. Just opened up her laptop, did thought of a fun little bit, typed in Black Mirror, took a screenshot, and called it a day. I don't know how to explain it to you other than my cat is an alien sent here <laughs> to do viral marketing for Black Mirror. Okay, if it was like Black Mirror, just as it is. But the fact, I would maybe have different reservations about it, but the fact that there are quotation marks around it, <laughs> and the B is capitalized, and the M is capitalized, how did she do the capital letters? <laughs> she pressed shift for two different letters? The only thing that I can think of to <laughs> that will make sense for this is that, like, that she was next to it, right? She oh. was on Twitter, which was already open on the tab, right? Yeah. That it was on, like, the trends that are on our Twitter right now is uh-huh. it says, like, Prague, and then on here, the second trend is Black Mirror. Okay. So, she clicked on that. So, that's just her butt moving twice. <laughs> moving and grooving. And it makes that exact tweet. So, I don't know that it's her typing so much as it's her butt moving. Or her butt is very skilled. <laughs> yeah, or she's an incredibly skilled little typer. Yeah, and I'm proud of her. Anyway, I'm terrified of my cat is what I'm trying to say. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. I'm, yes, I'm spooked. We have two very important pieces of Twilight news this week. Where would you like to start? Uh, let's do this horrible, horrible thing you've brought for us. Yes, so I did bring a fascinating piece of news this week, which is an article from Metro, um, which is a UK news site. And it reads, um, the title is, I'm your biggest fan, quote, I live my life as Alice Cullen from Twilight. And it's an exclusive by Rebecca Lewis. And so what I can gather from this is that this is a, quote, super fan um, who cosplays um, as Alice Cullen. And there are so many choice photos in this. And I'll be honest, like, she does a good job Yeah, like, she looks exactly like her. It's not, like, a shitty cosplay by any means. No. And the other folks that she has cosplaying with her aren't terrible. Yeah. <laughs> but the wigs are, have something to be desired. The Jasper is so funny. The Jasper is, is yikes. 
it's for com- sure. He looks like the prince from the second Shrek movie. Yes. Yep. <laughs> but there are there are some things on here. So I'm trying to see who this person's name is so we can give credit. So I think it's VL, who for over a decade has cosplayed as Alice Cullen. But yeah, there's some, wow. like, especially this kind of close-up in the 20s outfit. Like, her makeup's on point. Yeah. And, and she's got, like, the contacts and shit. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I think, like, she's got the baseball look on point. Like, it's, I don't know. I think that it looks good. I'm very curious about this, like, video series that she has here. Uh-huh. Where it seems like the one that they chose to put in this article is number 14. <laughs> um, <laughs> which, wow. Um, apparently she also has a blog of goaskalicecullen.com, which is amazing, I would say. But yeah, this seems to be her career, um, where she performs and does, like, regional events and things like that. So It's nuts. Wow. But, I mean, she does it well. Yeah, yeah, I mean, she's got it. Good on her. Um, That baseball photo is so cute. Cody, you brought some drama to the pod today. Can you explain what you brought for us today? I did. This was actually brought by fellow earbud media host jenny from the gay watch podcast yes they sent me this piece from the cut which was the year in kristen stewart's t-shirts god bless which like thank you thank you for this thank you amelia who wrote this thank you jenny just like great everything's great um so basically it's just a listicle of all the graphic tees that kristen stewart has worn this year which is very good but I thought this was interesting because the last shirt that they mention is the exact same shirt that we have talked about Robert wearing in a previous episode. Mm-hmm. And my brain was like, I hate you that you know this. <laughs> Welcome. That I, yeah. Because that also, that photo of Robert with, like, a cigarette and that, like, shirt that says get off my dick is, like, the biggest mood that's ever schmooted. For sure. And now we also have a Christian equivalent, which is very good. Yes. (laughs) God, can we just... uh, These photos. Yeah. Can we just... (laughs) Can that be this episode? Yeah. Okay. I'm cool with that. There's just so much here. To talk yeah. about. Also, this one of her in the I'm gonna win is just... A- Stop. I hate looking at it. <laughs> it's just a lot to take in. Yeah. I don't know what happened with her hair, but there's a situation happening. There's a lot of protozoa vibes coming off this. <laughs> yeah, that's exactly what it is. Okay. <laughs> it's like if a protozoa had... Um, Frosted tips. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. Thank you, The Cut, for this article, though. I really Thank appreciate you. it. Thank you so much. Uh, what if Chris just came home and I had, like, cut out these 
photos and just like put them on our walls. You just have a collage. <laughs> Why isn't that a thing that like adults do still? Is just like cut out photos from magazines and like put them on their walls. Uh, no, it is, but now it's called shrines and it's oh, creepy. That's, all right, <laughs> and it's frowned upon. Oh, okay. Well, you don't need to. Okay. <laughs> when you put it that way. I mean. All right. Well, um, we have some listener questions for this week. Yeah. Um, one is from our fantastic patron, Taylor Brown Browntown, whose name is littered all over our notes this week. So thank you, Taylor. Yes. Um, Taylor asks, do either of you have a dream guest for the podcast? Ooh. Mm. This is very good. I mean, how many are we allowed to say? Right, like, (laughs) what is the limit? (laughs) Okay, do one for the bit and then one for real, though. I don't know. I don't know if I have any for the bit. Because I feel like... For the bit. Yeah. Stephanie. Oh my god. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, that'd be good. Mainly just because I wouldn't have to... I don't want to have to atone for my sins of, like, everything I've said about her on this podcast. Yeah. I guess on that note, us, like, grilling E.L. James would be very fun. That's true. We'd have some, some good... Good conversations. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Just ends in us like fighting over audio waves. Um, I guess another one for the bit is maybe someone that has like. I want to think about someone that maybe knows about Fifty Shades or Twilight, mm-hmm. but isn't part of the that world at all. So maybe, like, just another celebrity. Sure. Like, fucking, oh my god. Okay, for the bit, Gwyneth Paltrow. Uh-huh. Oh my god. Can you imagine? Yes. Yes. Like, hey, Gwyneth, what type of egg would you recommend Anna put in her vagina? <laughs> yeah, what's Goop gonna recommend for Christian to heal his PTSD? Um, That's what I'm saying. Okay, but for real, though, I think aside from the obvious of, like, yeah. aside from Kristen or Rob. Yeah, and, the stars. Yeah. I think, I don't know, I think maybe one of one of the directors would be kind of cool. Yeah, I think Catherine Hart would be cool. Yeah. Especially now that we've learned so much about her yeah. background. Yeah. That would be awesome. I think Dakota Johnson would be cool. I think Lindsay Ellis would be cool. Oh my god, yes. Anyone who, like, has been talking about Twilight a lot, like Ashley Ford, like, recently. Yes. I'm into it. For sure. Let's let's chat. Get in the DMs. Slip on in there. Yeah, anyone that has been talking about this for a long time and wants to talk to us about it please for always you are always welcome on the pod the door's open um the water's fine yes (laughs) okay so our last question here would you like to read it sure it is 
If you could delete one scene of the Fifty Shades series, what would it be? I know there are a lot of options. Also, best moment in 2018? Question mark. Okay. So, uh. <laughs> I don't know. Do we want to do this as from the books or from the movies? I don't know. Um, whatever. Okay. Whatever. <laughs> the one that immediately comes to my mind is almost the first interaction of Christian Mm. being like a stalking asshole, because I think that kind of sets everything off between them. And that's the, the bar scene right in the first movie. That's a bad scene. It's an awful scene. And I think if only just because it does kind of set the tone for their relationship moving forward. Yeah. Because I do think that, and that is one that happens in the book, in the movie, that would have kind of allowed Anna to self-advocate for herself. Yeah. And it wouldn't have let Christian fucking track her in Vancouver. Um, That's true. Yeah. Yeah. What about you? Like the tampon scene, for sure. Uh, yeah. Absolutely. For sure, for sure, for sure, for sure. That shit, bad. I hated looking at it. I hated that so many millions of people, like, read it and were chill with it for the most part. Like, it was really bad. Absolutely. But I do like your take of being like, oh, let me, like, thematically change some things so maybe it's better in the end. Right. Yeah. Yeah, either one of those um, yeah. would have get, major get differences, I think. Or just get rid of all the books. Forget they ever existed. Yeah. Um, just recycle them. Throw them away. Prevent them from ever existing, maybe. Yeah. Go back in time. Yeah. <laughs> and murder E.L. Chase. <laughs> um, okay, best moment in 2018. Mm. I mean... Hopefully this is a personal life thing and not, like, in general. Um, Yeah, I don't know. (laughs) I think, for me, it would be getting my master's degree. Yeah, yeah, That was pretty cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What about you? I would say, like, doing the, the, the freelance thing. Hell yeah. The old... The old writing thing. You know. Turning 21 was cool, too. Hell yeah. Uneventful, but cool. Yeah. Doing the damn thing. Yeah. Hell yeah. Hell yeah, dude. So, could we have a special segment? What is that thing? Yeah, one second. Can you please give me one second? (laughs) Nope. Definitely not the Price is Right theme song. It's Cody's Quiz Corner. I haven't listened to that in months, and I forgot how good it was. (laughs) Oh, Christ, Cody. Oh, it's Cody's Quiz Corner. (laughs) And what is it this time? I don't really know. (laughs) So, we... Yeah. We pick some episode titles, some previous episode titles, uh, because we realized they were all buck wild. Yeah. And we probably don't know what we were referencing. <laughs> yep. When we made them. 
So we thought it'd be fun to just, like, list them out. I don't know. Yes. So I think the way that this should work is... Like, I think we should give each other a choice here. Do we need to explain the reference or explain what we were talking about in that episode? Or both? Uh, I, I think if you can get any one of those, it's good. Okay. All right. Do you want to go first? Yes. Okay. Sure. Episode 30. It's an older one. Morse code of friends claps. Oh my god. Okay. <laughs> I remember laughing so hard during this one. Um, So episode 30, we were probably finishing Twilight, if not heading into New Moon at that point. But I feel like, oh... I know you were the one that did the, the Morse code because I was explaining the <laughs> reference, but I could not do it. Um, oh, please. Could you please try, though? <laughs> oh, I couldn't even. I could not even. Yeah, I I feel like that's my final answer. Yeah. Okay. So it was the first episode of Eclipse. Oh, Jesus Christ. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Um, and... What the what I'm getting gathering from the description is we talk a lot about male peacocking. Oh, okay. That exists in eclipse, a soulless disco ball. I have no idea what that means. Planes. I think this is fun. You were on your bender about watching flights, <laughs> like doing the flight monitor thing. Oh yeah, that's fair. Uh, and then also menstrual cups. Okay. Actually, no. This isn't the first episode of Eclipse. This is like the second or third. Okay. It's Eclipse, whatever. Man, we were speedy. Yeah, we were really doing <laughs> I thought that was going to take a lot longer than it did, but hot damn. All right, here's what I got for you. This one is an yeah. oldie. All right. Episode 15, I need to dab my feelings out. <laughs> Ooh, I don't know if this would be Twilight or New Moon. Oh, fuck. How long does each chapter take? Um, I feel like... Uh, I'll, I'll say new moon. Because feelings, moody. New moon's pretty moody. At least in the beginning. Mm-hmm. I can't give you anything else than that, I don't think. Okay. <laughs> so... This one was... <laughs> um, actually, the Twilight film review... Fuck. Um, <laughs> where we talked about Edward's accent that he barely tried to hide. Yeah, um, sure. And reviewed and discussed in length the butt crack Santa. I do remember butt crack Santa now that you mention it. Yeah. Yep. He Which, was at the, the cafe. <laughs> yep. Most important. Now, the reference to it um, is not... I have no idea, other than sure. it was probably yeah. me. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that that checks out. I think I do remember you saying that. <laughs> yeah, yeah that, that brought back some haunting emotions for me, so. Next is 48, Doritos and Misery. Oh my god. I um, know, I have no idea what this is. <laughs> okay, so... We were probably into Breaking Dawn then, and 
that sounds like something we were referencing either for what we hoped Bella would do or mm -hmm. what Jacob would definitely do. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, and that's my final answer. Yeah, you like pretty much got that right. Okay. Uh, it was Breaking Dawn, chapter seven and eight. And it, I think it was Jacob being just like a snot-nosed teen. Okay. We were like, man, what if you just lived his teen life <laughs> instead of like getting in all this nonsense? Okay. And Doritos and misery. Okay. Um, it's very I think good. it was also Paul. It was the werewolf crew, for sure. Good, 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 good. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I'm glad that we, we stuck with some of the oldies here. Now, yeah. here's one for you. Episode 26. Call me Onion Skin so I know it's real. <laughs> um, fuck. I, I know this is me. I know I said this. <laughs> I don't remember. What? <laughs> oh, 27. So that... Is it, is it the new moon movie? Because I was, I think we were talking about like the weird layering and it just looked like a, like a gross, like onion skin effect on something. I don't remember exactly what the reference was, but I think it's the movie. Okay. Um, Locking it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You're wrong. Um, but it's close. So we were on the second to last episode of new moon where we talked about my first parte, um, <laughs> Bella being divergent, mainly. Um, and I totally thought when I looked at this that this was going to be a Twilight reference with the onion episode, or like the onion bit. Uh -huh. um, but it was not. So, but it must have just been the onion skin like effect in there. All right, so I was like half right. <laughs> yeah, but yeah, it was just in the um, in the book itself, so that was Weird. a good guess. Hmm. Yep. All right. Yeah. Fifty-seven. JC, my home dog in the sky. Oh my god, I chose this one. All right. Yes. Yes. <laughs> it's a good title. Okay. So, okay. So then this has to be new or Breaking Dawn then. Uh -huh. Um, I remember this one, but, <laughs> okay, because it's, yeah, okay, so yeah, this has to be Breaking Dawn, um, mm. I don't remember the reference that this is, though, I just think that it's a hilarious <laughs> ref, like, I just remember yeah. it being a hilarious joke. Um, yeah, that's all I remember. Yeah, I have nothing else to give you <laughs> because the description doesn't give me anything more. It's, it was the first episode of, uh, 2017. Holy shit. So it was just basically talking about the new year and that's it. I have no idea what JC, my home dog in the sky is referencing. I don't remember. Oh, is it I Jesus Christ? Well, yeah, it's Jesus Christ. That's what JC is. I, okay. I Ow, yeah. remember that. 
My home dog in the sky, JC. <laughs> She's in the sky, Allie. I. Mm. Oh my god. <laughs> Listen, I don't remember. Those bits go right out of my head. I guess. Who knew? I didn't know. Okay. Um, all right. So I'm going to do the last one here, I think. All right. Episode 75, Post-Sex Dream Bagel. That's a very good title. <laughs> it is. It's also a big mood. Post-Sex Dream Bagel. Okay, well, it's after 69, so it's Fifty Shades. Yep. <laughs> That's for sure. Yep. Um, it's, not, it's not when they go to IHOP, and that wouldn't be the bagel. Yep. Fuck, when else do they have bagels? When else does Anna eat? That's true. <laughs> uh, shit. I have no idea. Final answer? Uh, yeah, I don't know. Okay. So, this was in chapters 13 and 14 of Fifty okay. Shades. Um, we talked about bean burritos... <laughs> um, Robert Pattinson's love for French New Wave and yep. wine. Cool. <laughs> so, also, a fun side note I went to an IHOP yesterday for the first time in God knows how long. Sure, sure. And one, I don't know how you could have sex in an IHOP because it was literally the busiest place in the whole goddamn world. It's bustling. Always, for always. It's the stickiest place in the whole world. Because um, yeah. there's just so much syrup forever. <laughs> uh, and second, third, what? What are numbers? Um, they were having a promotional thing going on with the new Grinch. And so there were so many green little goblins everywhere that I yeah. have never felt less horny in my whole life. Yeah, for sure. How could you have sex in an IHOP? I wish I knew, man. Where was there space to have sex in an IHOP? <laughs> it's just impractical. It's just, Christian Grey, put it down. There's no place to have sex in an IHOP. No. Yeah. I have questions, but I don't want the answers. Anyways, that's my two cents. It's nice. That's all I have to say. Um, all right. All right. You want to finally get into this trash piece? Yeah, let's do it. All right. So we're reading chapters 15 and 16 this week, unfortunately. <sighs> Where we left off last week was Anna had just killed a man with her super strong slap and was a little <laughs> bit <Yeah>. tipsy. <laughs> just murdered someone in cold blood at a nightclub. Yep. She was wearing a cute dress and a lot of eyeliner, and she had slapped the shit out of a man. As you do as in she should. Yeah. Um, so when she woke up this morning, why am I just now yawning? Okay. She woke up like that. She was yawning. She was warm. And she's thinking about what happened the night before, and she's like, wow, I can't believe I drank so much. I'm amazed that Christian let me. Mmm. Um, the one thing of note is that she says that her palm is still red from the night before, 
Which I have to wonder, like, one, did she slap someone so hard that she killed them? Or two, like, what's wrong with Anna's body? I just have questions. Anyway, Christian (laughs) is incredibly possessive. Like, he goes from being, like, happy, sleepy bear man to being, like, rawr, I'm possessive and super angry about that man. I suddenly just remembered. Um, And then they're doing, like, their sleepy sex flurry thing. And then suddenly he talks to her about this fantasy he has about her being, like, resistant in bed. And just now, he's talking to her about this. Cool, cool, cool. Cool, cool, cool. Super great. I love establishing boundaries after you are married. Yep. So, he wants to, like, start this while they're on a holiday with each other. Well, first, Anna, like, reaches over, grabs a drink of water, and then baby birds it into his mouth. Because this is just (laughs) a thing this married couple does. That's just how they eat now. (laughs) That's it. I hate this couple so much, and I hated it before I found out that they just baby bird things into each other's mouths, but now this is the creepiest thing this couple does. They're despicable. I hate it. Um, Especially when after he, like, takes a drink from her mouth and he's like, mmm, very tasty, Mrs. Gray, (laughs) and it's just like, stop, I'm throwing this book away. (laughs) Anyway, they try to do this, like, scene with each other, and it's weird mainly just because they're not communicating and yeah so sex or whatever yeah um (laughs) we find out a little bit when anna goes into the kitchen that there's drama drama happening between mia and ethan but then we never find out anything else about that nope so you're just as in the loop as we are. One of the things that E.L. James tries out in these couple of chapters is using the, like, long dash to show time difference. Um, so you're going to see a lot of that if you read this. But hey, don't read this. No. Um, so it's something that she does a ton in this. Yeah. Um, then suddenly we're back at SeaTac and we find out that their house is going to be starting to be built next week um and during this like thought process that Anna has she starts thinking like hmm maybe to make Christian feel more safe he needs his own family and she's like oh no 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 we're too young we're too new to all of this we just met mm-hmm. and got married last week hmm And just the thought that that, the idea that that even went through her head really freaks me out. Um, Mainly because she's not doing it for herself and the fact that, like, she wants to take that next step with him, but that she's doing it for him only. Which is how Anna makes most of her decisions nowadays. Right. Instead of thinking about what she wants even a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. I hate it. Cool, cool, cool. Cool, cool, cool. So again, another skip in time, and they're just talking in emails now. And there's really nothing happening here other than that they're going to this, like, American Shipbuilding Association dinner, which is the- Like, what the fuck is happening? (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) 
I have no idea why E.L. James thought to include this. Why is this relevant? Who cares? Other than the fact that she wanted to talk about the fact that they're going to have, like, she's going to have Anna in the, like, silver balls during it and that they're going to have sex afterwards. That's not (sighs) cool. I, that's not important information to have. No. Um, also, she does this, E.L. James does this thing of with, like, the time jumps or whatever that we were talking about that she has never done in any of the books previously. Nope. And just decides to, like, again, learns a new writing convention and just tries it after she's already established the style and form of this book series. Like, so she does the thing where it's like, oh, here's an email. Boop, boop. Oh, it's the next day and I'm writing back. Oh, my God, this event was so cool and, like, not giving us... To, like go into the event which thank god because i don't give a fuck about this ship yeah i don't care ever. i don't care that i wasn't there but like <laughs> every single other time we've never we've never ever had the experience of like oh we're just talking about a thing that happened but we didn't actually experience it through anna's eyes right we never do a time break we never do a jump in the fiction or whatever why are we doing this why are we trying out new shit in book three and like half more than halfway through like, book three. We are at the fucking finish line here. Let's get like what Yeah. It, what? It felt like a weird editor's note to be like, hey, I want you to start skipping things. And so rather than cutting things out. Yeah. She just made these weird jumps. So we find out through these emails that Jack has refused bail um, and is still in custody, um, and no date has been set for the trial, um, which means that instead of just lightening up security, he's keeping it, Christian's keeping it the same. Um, great. Great. Super cool. Um, more emails about sex stuff. We finally find out, again, halfway through book three, when Anna's birthday is. And it's September 10th. Yep. Then all of a sudden, Hannah, who is Anna's assistant, let comes into Anna's office and says that there's a Layla Williams outside who wants to speak with her and says it's personal. And then all of a sudden, Anna makes a connection that it's that Layla and freaks out. And that is yeah. where chapter 15 ends. Yes. So chapter 16 begins with Anna being like, oh no, don't send her away. I want to speak with her. Oh, and also, shockingly enough, your security wants to speak with you too. So of course, um, Miss Prescott, the security detail, is like, hey, so Miss Gray, um... (laughs) So, bad news, I had to pee, and at that exact moment, um, one of these people that is on your list of do not see, also you have a list of people that you shouldn't see, um, came in. And so, of course, Anna's like, um, I'm sorry, I have so many questions of the things that you just said. Um, Yeah, let's break that down a little bit. Right. Um, because of course Anna hasn't been told that she has a list of people that have been presumably stopped from seeing her and it's like a, a like a watch list apparently and so she asks and Layla's apparently 
maybe dangerous, maybe not dangerous. Um, right. But We're still Anna little... insists, right, to to see her. And so what ends up happening is they, Layla and this other person who's with her go into the conference room and Prescott searches them for any weapons since Layla literally had a gun the last time she was there. <laughs> the thing to note, since this will come back um, in a few minutes, is that before Anna goes to see Layla or even is in like within feet of her or anything, she sends Christian an email that details we all know that's worked before right (laughs) in calming him down yeah but i mean i think as much as it it can feel like emotional labor um i think she it is i don't know that it's her duty but like he's her husband and so right i think that it's worthy and it's appreciative that she's having some sort of communication in this moment no, like, she's being responsible. Uh, Christian's just a fucking control freak. Right. <laughs> and possessive and will not understand that as communication and will see it as a personal attack on him. Exactly. <laughs> Specifically. Yeah, and so she sends what is a very objective email that has as much information as she knows, which is, yeah. Layla's here to see me. I'll see her with Prescott. Um, she, now she does say, like, I'll use my newly acquired slapping skills. Um, and she does say, try not to worry, I'll call up once we've spoken. Which, I feel like, is as much information as she has. Now, of course, does that change how Christian's gonna react? Absolutely not. No. Um, now the one thing that I thought was very interesting is that, she puts her Blackberry in her desk drawer. And then before she goes to see Layla, she undo, like she takes one of her buttons from her blouse and undoes it. <laughs> Why was this detail necessary? I just thought that was a weird flex to do, but right. <laughs> anyways. Like, Anna, are you trying to seduce Layla? What is it? <laughs> yeah. I don't know. I thought that was very weird. So, she goes in to meet these two people, which end up being Layla and her friend Susie. And during, like, before she can even say hi back, um, Christian has called. Not only on her Blackberry, which he was before she left, um, but has now interrupted her assistant to do this as well. Yeah. Um, and then he will eventually, like, call Prescott as well, who is in the room. Um, now, one thing to know is that Susie, who apparently is here, like, for Layla's emotional support, interrupts this, like, conversation is like, we call ourselves the sub club. And it's like, okay. (laughs) (laughs) Um, and then eventually, like, Layla, like, kicks her and Susie leaves. (laughs) Um, now, again, Christian calls Prescott, who's in the room, and Prescott, like, hands the phone over to Anna, and, of course, because he's Christian, and he doesn't know how to handle change, 
or to be no. an adult about it. He's like screaming at her over the phone. And I love Anna's response to this because she's like, don't shout at me. <laughs> like, um, and then she's like, when you're calmer, we'll talk about this. And then she just hangs up on him. So it's like, okay, good. I'm glad that you set boundaries for this. So Layla's there and Anna isn't sure like what she's playing at. Um, but then soon finds out that like her doctors don't know that she's there. Um, and she's really only there to see Christian and that this is only like, she knew that if she came to visit Anna, Christian would freak out and would come. And so she would end up seeing Christian no matter what. And Anna like very quickly realizes that because she knows how to put pieces together. Yeah. And Anna also figures out too that he's Christian is like paying for things. Like she knew and had kind of figured out that he was paying for her doctor visits, but she also finds out that he's paying for her art school as well. And so Anna starts to feel kind of like, I don't know. I don't know if jealous is the right word, but starts to feel kind of like insecure, I guess. Sure. Yeah. Um, and especially since this is something that Krishna has not brought up with her. Right. right? Yeah. The fact that she's learning kind of stuff behind his back that they should have just talked about. Yes. This was making her a little uneasy. Yeah. Um, but she processes that as like, oh, he doesn't think I'm hot. <laughs> right. And so it's important to understand that Anna has like figured this out, especially since Layla's going on about like, oh, I, I loved my boyfriend who died last year and I loved him and I only love one other who's Christian. Um, and then they're both like giggling about him. And then of course Christian shows up and he's, I don't, he's being unnecessarily, I don't know, childish about this, I guess. Um, yeah. Like, especially since Prescott searched Layla and is in the room and her job is to be a security detail. And Christian wouldn't have hired her if she wasn't like the best at her job. And right. so it just, it frustrates me, I guess, that he comes in and the first thing that he does is like looks at Prescott and is like, you're fired. And it's like, okay. <laughs> All right. And also like his characterization is supposed to be so calculated and he does everything for a reason and... All, like, he has so many justifications for the things that he does or whatever. Like, we're supposed to believe that, right? Right. But, like, he's actually incredibly reckless and really doesn't actually think about any of the things he says he does. He is just, like, guided by his temper and r really strong emotions at the time instead of actually thinking about things as we're supposed to believe that he does and, like, be really serious and careful of things, but is actually just, like, fucking everyone over. Right. It's frustrating. Um, yeah. So then next he looks at Layla, um, and who's trying to be very apologetic and is like, I wanted to see you and you wouldn't let me. And Christian is like freaking out at her. Um, 
and threatens her saying like if you come anywhere near my wife again I will cut off all support um, like doctors and art school and medical insurance um, and so freaking out about all that he wants her to leave right away um, that says that um, she's staying at her friend Susie who's out in the reception area um, until the next day so that she can fly home yeah and so he lets that happen um, and then he finally turns to Anna and I think the thing that frustrated me the most about this is that when he ends up looking at Anna he's like accusing her of being like you promised you wouldn't do this and he is like when Anna finally asks about that he's like you promised you wouldn't defy me she's like um no <laughs> she's like I said I would be more considerate it's like nobody promises that they won't defy you like this isn't a court of law this is a marriage right. So anyways, I think that it's just important to understand that, like, that's that's how Christian's mind works, is that when he hears something like, I would be more considerate, he hears, I promise I won't defy you. And so, to me, that's not how marriage works. Because his version of communication, even when they're actually trying to verbally communicate, is completely skewed. Again, he tries to continue to, like freak out saying that like he doesn't want her to be tainted by his old life and like he keeps trying to go about that same thing of like I don't have a heart and all those things like that yeah gross um and the only the one thing that I had to keep thinking about during this is like she's trying to be the editor at large at this company and yet shit like this continues to happen at her workplace and she's new at this position and yet people want right. to take her seriously and so how can those two things happen at the same time when like she's not doing her job no <laughs> the, we we see more of her saying no to meetings <laughs> than doing her actual job or like her sending sexy emails on the clock instead of doing her job yep and especially you do not have like the tenure to like be d pulling shit like this <laughs> yeah well and especially because after this christian's like come home and she's like no christian i have to work for the first time today <laughs> like i need to day, do my christian. job and then eventually he convinces her to go home and it's like anna you did nothing today no you did none of your job <sighs> so they have more sex during this time and it's apparently good sex because then it skips forward like a couple of days um, <sighs> with more of these emails and then eventually her blackberry buzzes and she answers it to a jose senior um where she answers it and the conversation is that Ray, her dad, um, has been in an accident and is in the hospital. And that is where chapter 16 leaves off. We love a cool mystery, you know? Yes. What's gonna happen? Yes. Ooh. Ooh. 
Woo! Yes. Um, so that is what we've got coming up anyways. All the tension, all of the things to be excited about. So next week we've got chapter 17 and 18, um, and that will I be coming it. up for you fresh in the new year. Ooh, we'll be totally different people then. Isn't that exciting? God, I hope so. <laughs> wow. <laughs> um, We're going to so, be buff and hot and <laughs> new. Buff and hot and new. I love it. Yeah. Um, we have a new patron Ooh. of Taylor Brown Brown Town who needs a uh, new to last fold. name. That's true. We got to give her... We gotta indict her into the fold. I know. Um, who's got a B name? Oh fuck. Um. Uh. <laughs> uh. uh. <laughs> Do we just want to call her Taylor Lautner? Would that be dumb? No. Are you kidding me? That's perfect. <laughs> All right, Taylor Browntown, Town Lautner. <laughs> Taylor Browntown. Welcome. I almost... And you can be one of these, too, if you join our Patreon in the new year. Yeah, do you want a ridiculous name? Come join Let's us. Let's go. Okay, I think that we should keep up with our titles that we didn't end up using. Ooh, great idea. Okay. Um, so, Taylor Browntown, Town Town Lautner... <laughs> Welcome <laughs> to the fold officially. Yeah. Even though you've been here for so long. Yeah. I think that you are going to be Oh, I mean, I think that this one is is just too perfect for you. Uh-huh. Um <laughs> it is episode 64, A Ball Pit of Tears. Nice. Nice. <laughs> Shout out to Katie Weber, who this week is episode 88. You must first speak to the Oracle. What the fuck? (laughs) (laughs) Oh, God. Okay. And um, shout out to Simon Steele. Woo. Um, Welcome back, buddy. I think he never left. I'm just an asshole. Oh. All right. We'll give him two. (laughs) Um, Okay. So then... Simon, you get two. Your first one is episode 60, Edward is the Little Spoon. Nice. And (laughs) episode 62, Welcome to the Brock Zone. Yes. Oh, welcome to the Brock Zone. (laughs) What a good one. Oh, damn. Okay. So, again, Taylor Brown, Brown Town Lautner sent in a fan fiction for this week. Braver than the Marines. (laughs) Braver than the Marines. And it is titled Happy New Year by Sophie Clueless. And this was published on January 29th of 2016. And I wanted to share with you a little bit of the author's note that comes before. Um, Please. Just because it's like a whole page of the author's note. But I just wanted to share a little bit of it because it's just hilarious to me. (laughs) About the story. After talking with several people, I've decided to continue my stories, but they will be mine, which means that if you don't like it, I won't feel bad about it. I can't please everybody, and I don't want to. We are all different, and we like different things, and that's great. 
you are drawn into the story, but get to a point when you are not anymore, you are free to leave, no strings attached, and I'll wish you all well and a future filled with stories you love. So that's the energy I'm bringing into 2019. Yeah, I respect it. Yeah. I have no idea what the summary is for this because Taylor Brown Browntown sent this to me on mobile, um, <laughs> which is honestly a little bit less decluttered. So. Hey, look at that. Okay. It turned out I was just changing one thing for the other. Instead of feeling miserable on my apartment, I was feeling miserable at a party. And even worse, at a party in our office, which could even qualify as working in New Year's Eve. I might as well have stayed home. At least there, I could be wearing slippers instead of these toe killers that pass off as shoes. As a matter of fact, I was about to do just that. Go home, put on some slippers, and wrap myself in a war blanket <laughs> what? Um, in front of the TV <laughs> when I heard a deep voice right at my side. Waiting for the new year? I tore my gaze from the dancing people, glowing in multicolored lights with a few sharp words on my tongue when I caught sight of who it was that had just talked. Christian Gray, my boss. Worse, he wasn't even my boss. He was my boss's boss. The owner of the entire freaking magazine I was an assistant for. And here I was, just a tad drunk and angry, which is the worst combination possible, considering how alcohol made my tongue go loose, and I had to end up bad-mouthing my boss's boss. Sure, I said, as politely as I could while I discreetly checked him out. Christian Gray tends to stay mostly in his office during work hours, but when he ventures into our department a few times a week, it's always an occasion to remember. The guy was hot. Not only did he have money and was good-looking, but he was one of those people with a strong presence that made you want to listen to. I had spoken with him most of the times he had visited us, but he was always informing himself with Jack Hyde, my boss, and so it was impossible not to cross our paths. All these short conversations we had shared had basically been me staring at him and trying not to say something dumb. The problem about the guy was he was nice. He wasn't the sort of person to demand things or ignore people beneath him. He actually took the time and effort to get to know the people that worked for him, and that made him even harder to resist. Today was no exception. He was wearing black pants and a white shirt, but instead of the perfectly tailored suit he always carried without a wrinkle to be seen, today he was wearing no tie and no jacket. He even had a few buttons undone, revealing a glorious sight of well-toned chest. End scene. Wow. Wow. That was riveting. Well-toned chest. Yeah, that's going to be us next week. (laughs) (laughs) All right, folks. Well, this is the last one of the year. So as we say in Seattle, get bit and get whipped. Ooh. This is an Earbud Media production. You can find us on Twitter at Earbud Media and listen to the rest of our shows. You can find this show on Twitter at Into the Twilight, as well as IntoTheTwilight.show. You can send us an email at IntoTheTwilightShow at gmail.com. You can also become a sponsor of the show or buy some merch at IntoTheTwilight.BigCartel.com. Our art is done by Maddie Padilla, who you can find at YourGhostToast44 on Instagram, and our music is done by Eli Krauss, you can find at EliSourKrauss and KraussFilms.com. The intro and outro is by KB Smith, you can find at kb underscore underscore smith on twitter you can find ally on twitter at into wild places and you can find me at dyke discourse you've been listening to earbud media production earbud media audio for everyone